can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. The way he learned from his father. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch. An entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. And on today's episode, we're talking about the 2023 thriller, The Killer. Directed by David Fincher. Starring Michael Fassbender, Tilda Swinton, Charles Parnell, and Arliss Howard. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. And alongside me is a man who never misses on his social media post, the cuz, Cousin Benny. How you doing? Hey, Robbie, I got a question for you. Sure. How's I don't give a fuck going for you? <laughs> worse and worse by the day. <laughs> and alongside us, a man who never misses the opportunity to fucking interrupt me. <laughs> One of our co-hosts and a good friend of ours, Ryan. How's it going? Pretty good. Maybe I wouldn't interrupt you so much if you would stick to your plan. Anticipate. <laughs> you know, you're a mind. man. You're a man who strikes me that, that shows no empathy. That's right. Yeah, little fuck. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Like Robbie said, this is let the boys watch, and we watch. Movies that either one or all of us haven't seen. And this week, it's new movie week because The Killer came out on Netflix. We're all, uh, I'd say we're all like pretty decent Fincher fans. Um, so we were pretty excited to watch this. Um, I did personally have some reservations going in, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, I, let's just get right into it. Um, actually, no, you know what? Before we get into it, please. I'm in. Almost forgot again. Send us an email, <laughs> ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email about this week. Let us know what you thought of the killer. I'm very curious because we're all on the same you know level here by never seeing it. Um, or any other movie that we've watched. Or send us some recommendations because there's a good chance Benny hasn't seen your favorite movie. There's a decent chance Robbie hasn't, although Robbie has seen quite a few and there's a good chance I've seen it because I have no fucking life and I saw every <laughs> movie and TV show Um, also follow us like Robbie mentioned before on Instagram because Benny kills it most weeks with uh, some good posts although he has some competition with those thumbnails lately Robbie's been yeah. cooking things up in the social media lab yeah if you haven't been following us on YouTube you better get in there now because Robbie's spitting hot fire as the kids would say I'm cooking them up, cooking some meth up in there. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, follow us there. Let the boys watch pod. Um, typically on unlike this week, we do votes every Friday. So we pick three movies that most of us haven't seen, and we let you guys vote on it, and then we watch whatever you say, and then we talk about it. So yeah, check us out there. Again, please send us some emails, some messages. If you're too lazy to open your email client, send us a DM or a text. We don't care. We love you. Thank you for your support. But let's get into it. So 
Um, typically, we kind of do like, you know, what'd you think over the past 30 years of not seeing this movie? Um, but did just open it up. Did anyone have any thoughts or preconceived notions about this movie going into it? Robbie, why don't you go first since you brought up the movie to us? Uh, preconceived notions? I'm not sure. I'm a, I'm a big Finch fan. Um, I've seen a bunch of his movies. Uh, Gone Girl, Zodiac. I mean, it, I would say my favorite movie of the last century, maybe of all time, is one of his movies, and that's The Social Network. I, I love that movie. Um, definitely in my top three of all time. Uh, what else did I see of his? Oh, seven. I just we just saw us. I didn't see seven. No, uh, uh, we just saw Fight Club, yep. which I enjoyed. But I figured what I was getting into was a, a a Fincher movie, very meticulous, dimly lit kind of movie. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say like a monologue, but you know, some kind of uh movie where you get like uh, I guess the social cues of uh of how Fincher thinks and how he feels and what he feels about society. I mean, I feel like you got that in fight club and you got that here in this movie with the narrator with the killer. So, uh, yeah, I was excited because I do love Fincher's work. Some of his movies, I, I, I don't really plan on seeing like maybe Mank or something like that, but, uh, I'm thoroughly enjoyed every time a, a David Fincher movie comes out. I had my, I had reservations because obviously it came out on in a theater, but you know, I don't know if me and Ryan were talking about like what kind of movies that come out on Netflix have we really enjoyed? And it's like, I don't really, I don't know. I feel like none of these movies sometimes that come out on streaming services, I really enjoy, but I was thoroughly, uh, you know, enjoyed by this movie and I, and I, and I really couldn't wait for it to come out. So yeah, that's really all I got. Yeah. For me, I was intrigued by the trailer. Um, you know, I've talked a few times how I'm not a trailer guy, I don't like spoiling things because it usually gives away the whole plot of the movie, which I feel like this one didn't looking back on it. Like, you know, it gave you the bullet points of who the character was, uh, but not really much on the plot, which, you know, thankfully it didn't. Uh, I was excited that it was Fincher. I was excited that it was Fassbender, even though I don't really remember watching a Fassbender movie. I just know that he's highly regarded. Um so yeah, I was excited for it. I think my anticipate or my excitement or my expectations were not low, but uh, mid level because it was you know a straight to Netflix thing, even though it was in the movie theater. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of in the mood for like an action movie, something that didn't take a lot of thought or wasn't really particularly too heavy of a topic. You know, after watching a lot of the heavy hitters that we've watched recently so yeah i was excited to watch it but expectations weren't like super high yeah kind of feel the same as you guys like i, I was just while you guys were talking i was trying to find any like straight to streaming movies that were very good and i saw a couple of lists and i've seen a number of them and nothing really stands out like honestly and we'll get to how I feel about this movie. This might be the best one of the straight to streaming. Um, the only other one I could think of that I might like more and I haven't seen it yet is that Weird Al Yankovic movie with uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. I feel like I'll like that movie, but I haven't seen I've, it. I've seen some clips on it uh, on like TikTok and stuff, yeah. and it just looks incredibly silly and I'm all for it. I love that. 
you know, he's not him, but he's in the movie. Um, you know, I, I saw Jack Black, Conan O'Brien pop up in there. So I definitely want to watch that at some point, but it's on Tubi. So who the fuck knows how you watch that? Um, but what about uh, did you guys watch Don't Look Up? Oh, yeah, that was that was decent. That was decent. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's got your boy in it, Robbie. Um, yeah, that was OK. You're right. That's that's probably up there, I guess. I feel like that one had the most star power of any straight to streamer. So that one had like the best or listen, yeah, I'm going to counter undermine us again and say the Irishman. Mm. Yeah, sure. Good. Yeah. Very long. Still haven't seen it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was pretty good. It was just, yeah, it it needed to be like at least 30 minutes less and uh, an hour and a half less. What was that? Probably three and a half or three. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it was this one scene that took me out of the movie. Uh, you have like a CGI face, De Niro yeah, kicking and beating somebody up, and his face looks thirty, but his legs look eighty. So it's like, what's the? <laughs> point? So it was so stupid. I was like, this is dumb. Yeah, yeah. That you know, that I agree. That was annoying. And I wonder, like, why is it? And we're getting off track here, but that's okay. Why is it that there's so many good series, TV series? That comes that goes straight to streaming. I mean, the only other option is network or cable TV, and and a lot of them have great CGI, good production values, and whatever. But it just seems like every movie that's straight to streaming, almost every movie is like low production value. Like you can almost tell it's just not there, and like CGI is pretty rough typically. I, I don't I don't get it. There must be a reason. I wonder if they they spend so much of their budget on like actually getting talent into the movie that it, you know, it it leaves them lacking in other areas. Like, yeah, there might be some good series that Netflix comes out with, but it's more often than not starring people that are not really the high end talent. Like, so to think to get someone like DiCaprio, De Niro, Pacino, guys like that, maybe it just, you know, they spend so much money getting Scorsese to do a movie for them that it you know it doesn't really leave them much else could be yeah i don't know um but even saying that this movie i thought direction wise like the movie itself any there was a minimal special effects but the movie looked great i thought it was you know we'll get into that but it didn't seem like it was lacking that but we'll Whatever, we'll talk about what I thought about it later. I, I have one more point on Netflix, yeah, just because I really never open Netflix. I think Aya is the one that uses it the most in our house. But it just kind of seems like they're moving in a direction where it's like a lot of like profiles on people. And like, I guess you call them documentaries, but like there was uh, an Arnold one. There was a Stallone one. There was like all these kind of like biography documentaries on there. I, it's just interesting to see the direction that Netflix is going in. Robbie, have you seen any of those? I know you saw the Get Gotti one, but I saw the Get Gotti one. I saw the Arnold one. That was good. Um, I I did watch, um, I think the unto- the Untold Sports ones with uh, like Jake Paul and uh, Johnny Manziel and the uh, Florida Gators, like the Tim Tebow Florida Gators. They were done. They were done well. I do enjoy that stuff. Um, but yeah, like you, I don't really open up Netflix a lot. Sometimes I, I'll waste like an hour trying to find a movie and then I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'll just go back to YouTube. So I don't really watch that stuff a lot. Um, I pay, you know, out the ass for this stuff, but 
Yeah. I, I feel like there are definitely, I feel like they've always been, but maybe the past five years just heavy uh, documentary driven. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say that it's probably because they're a cheap to make and be fast to make. Cause like how much like heavy editing is done with these things and how much are they actually paying and, you know, maybe it's the documentaries subject that gets the most money if it's like an Arnold or something like that. But uh, that's my thought. That's a, that's my theory. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Anyway, um, so should we get into, I guess, some overall thoughts and plum scores? What do you think? Sure. Anyone want to go first? Uh, I feel like I haven't gone first in a while on this one. I'll, I'll go. go um, <clears throat> overall, I thought it was good. I, I you know, not great. Um, there were just a couple things in the movie that like not turned me off to it, but you know, I, I get the fact why he wanted revenge, but they really gave you no reason to care about uh, his girlfriend. So it was kind of like, all right, she's in the movie for two seconds. I'm supposed to care. Um, I felt a lot of the time like I was watching an episode of Dexter. I don't know if either of you guys like <laughs> got super deep into Dexter, but it was like very much the same formula where it, it this whole thing could have been a season of Dexter where he has a kill, it goes wrong, um and now he's trying to clean up his mess. Um that's the the heavy on the narration and that made me think of Dexter. So like a lot of the t- a, a lot of the movie I spent thinking about that. And I, I had a chance to talk to Kenny a little bit after the movie. And he said that he, again, he, he thought the same thing. It was okay. He read the graphic novel back in the day and said like, there's a lot of stuff they added and changed up. And it was like a longer series. And I was kind of thinking like, you know what, this actually would have made uh, a good series, but then it would have been compared to Dexter. And, you know, I kind of understand why. And Fincher just had Mindhunter canceled by Netflix. Um, but yet, I mean, you know, barring all that, I enjoyed it. I thought the performance by Fassbender was awesome. I loved all the stuff they did with the sound in the movie. Like, that was really cool. Um, you know, I, would I watch it again? Honestly, I might just kind of, let's just like throw it on. But it, it's not like a replayable movie in that sense where I'd watch it over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Not Not going to give it you know, huge awards or anything like that and put it in my top five, but it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, I, I pretty much agree with that. Like there's things I liked, um, you know, the direction, the cinematography, you mentioned the sound and the, you know, soundtrack and, and music. Um, I liked all those things. The one fight scene I really loved. Um, but yeah, overall the, I don't know the the plot, the story. Like I didn't really care what happened. Like basically, once he got past the lawyer, and then there was the fight. Like kind of everything else. Like there was cool parts to it. Like the thing with Tilda Swinton was, or the expert, whatever they're calling her, was like decent, I guess. But I just like didn't care. Like I need some. I needed a little more um, from this. Like it, or or maybe some kind of struggle like he got badly injured in that fight or something like it was just basically like he yeah he fucked up the beginning and then it was just like 
kill 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 all right we're done and everyone's happy and that's it we're back in paradise <laughs> yeah. like i don't yeah. know so i yeah i don't i probably i wouldn't not watch it again but i probably won't choose to watch it again if it's on somehow maybe i'll keep it on for a little bit but uh eh. it was kind of like taken without the agency that's how i felt like it was like taken at least you feel like all right he's trying to get his daughter and you know he's got a particular set of skills <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it's it's, it's a shame because the direction was good cinematography was good fastbender was good um and some of the other actors are great but it just eh, fell a little flat for me yeah i need a more uh, uh atticus ross and trent Reznor. i feel like i didn't get you know the social network experience with them I thought it was a good movie. I thought obviously the cinematography was great. Uh, I, I kind of was hesitant in the beginning. I'm like, man, this is really, uh, this is really taking some time to, to get to the point. I understand the backstory and what you got to lead up to and kind of get into this guy's head. I don't, I don't agree with um, caring for the girlfriend because I don't think it was. A, I don't really think it was about that. I was, I think it was about the mistakes that he made that got to that point. And him writing his own wrongs. Obviously, he's a control freak type dude. A dude that you know never messes up. And the one time he messes up, now puts the person that you know he loves in danger. Obviously, you know he's not some big emotional guy, as you can see by the narration and how he and how he you know moves throughout the movie. But I never got to the point where I was like caring about the person that got injured. I just thought it was more about the fact of him seeking revenge for the mistakes that he made. I don't think it was a heavy plot movie. I mean, this uh, this is not going to win any, you know, adapted screenplay awards, but I did enjoy Fast Brender in this movie. Um, I feel like a lot of movies he's in aren't good choices, and I think this played to his strong suits well. Um, obviously, he was amazing in Inglourious Basses, and I love that um, that movie and, and, and his character. Obviously, you know, the Smiths, I love the Smiths. You give me depressing songs and, and I'm fucking ready to go all day long. Um, that's my opinion. Shake your head and I'll and I'll jump to the screen and super kick you. Um, other than that, go ahead. It was a tense movie. It was and that's what I liked about it. I feel sometimes there it, you know, it's tense movies are better than horror movies, I feel like, because you never know what's gonna happen. There was a there was a lot of points in this movie where I was like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen? Somebody's gonna jump out, he's gonna get shot. Like he, the way it was like shot and, and the way he was moving. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Will I watch it again? Probably. Is it my favorite Fincher movie of all time? Definitely not. But um, yeah, I did enjoy this movie. And uh I forgot the point I wanted to make. But while, while you're looking that up, you know, I, I agree with you that yeah maybe it's not about her it is about and it's just very dexter where it's like i have my code and the second i deviate from that look what happens and like everything just goes to shit and i think yeah that's probably more of the point of the movie and that's what i i liked about it but to me it it i don't know if the dexter comparison just got to me after a while but like i felt like it was constantly comparing it to that yeah I, I mean, I agree. Like, I didn't want I'm not saying I wanted a full on like romance, you know, with with a half an hour dedicated to this woman at all. I just felt like. It 
it is it is what it is like it definitely was just about him it was about the killer and it was about him you know going fucking up and going through all these things um but i i don't know i feel like i personally wanted something more it didn't have to be the girlfriend but it had i wanted some kind of struggle maybe or someone like like maybe you thought is like one against them because like yeah he fucked up the first thing but there was no basically no real danger to him succeeding this entire movie i mean there was the fight where the guy i mean that guy should have punched his fucking head off with that uppercut he should have been <laughs> dead but like overall he just kind of like win 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 like there was and, and I guess that's a testament to how good of an assassin he is. Um, but I don't know. I guess I just wanted a little something else. Did you remember your point, Robbie? Yeah, first time I thought that I thought that was Roman Reigns. I said, Oh man, Roman's in. I thought that too. <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> I was like, nice, because I saw the tattoo. I said a big I'm like, holy shit, it's the fucking big dog. The big dog's in this movie. <laughs> the tribal chief. Yeah, I thought I the head of the table. I, thought, I was disappointed <laughs> when it wasn't him. When they showed him, I was like, fuck, man. I thought that was I thought that was the god. Um, but you guys didn't think like there were times I'm like, don't slip up. Like you keep on, you know, going by this show no empathy. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, he's going to slip up with the, with this lady. Oh, he's going to s- slip up when he's at the, the dinner table with uh, Tilda Swinton. So I think some of those those parts of the movie, I was like, he's going to slip up. But I, that's what I kind of loved about it, that he did. Because I feel like most movies we watch, you know, somebody slips up and it mm-hmm. gets him killed, right? Or it injures him or it ruins, it ruins some kind of whatever they're plot is or whatnot but i i i enjoy that the most um but i understand i mean sometimes you're looking for something in the movie where you know it gives you a reason to kind of believe in a character or or kind of root for the character here he was just going you know seeking revenge for what he did and to put his quote-unquote girlfriend in in trouble but shout out oh go ahead no 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 no. this is nothing this is i was just gonna say shout out new orleans Shout out to shout you. Out. Couple, couple, couple out. places I've been. So shout out. <laughs> uh, no, but like that's and you know what? I'm 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 probably looking a little too deep into this movie, like because of all these great like classics we've been watching. Where really at the end of the day, like this movie might just be this character is awesome, and it's just like him. You know, it's just a showcase for this character because that's what I loved about the movie. And like you said, like I love that he stuck to the code even when there were those tense moments where you thought oh this is where he fucks up oh this is where he fucks up and he doesn't and i kind of love the fact too that not you know it, it is kind of glorification of like the hitman but i love how almost mundane they made it where it was like <laughs> he didn't have like these special tools a lot of the times it was like oh i'm gonna order this thing off amazon real quick and, and you know it was just like that was almost like crazy to think you know it's like all those hack videos of like how you know how easy it is to just break into this or that and that that's kind of scary too to realize like how almost easy he makes it look and it's not like this huge production it's him just going about his day and like oh this is a minor inconvenience but i know a way around it so that's what i enjoyed about the movie so much was the character maybe it really wasn't ever about 
the plot. Like it was just here, enjoy this character, cool cinematography, cool music. I thought of you, Robbie, when it was uh, when he was lining up the shot and it was going in his head and you would hear the movie, the music, and then it would go back out to like the ambient sounds and then back into the headphones. Maybe they did it once or two, once or too many times because it, you know, it was bouncing back and forth quite a bit. But I was thinking about the Reservoir Dog scenes with, you know, he, he's got the music playing. He goes outside, shuts the door behind him. The music cuts off and then he goes back in and the music kicks back in. So I thought of you there. You know me too well because in my notes, uh, <laughs> the way the music goes from his headphones and back onto the screen. I love that stuff like that. It's just little subtle things. And, you know, if you're going to get me, if you're going to give me a downward shot of a staircase, I'm all in. <laughs> so every time he did that downward shot, he was walking that. I mean, that was great. But yeah, I I think this is one of the, the least plot heavy or plot driven movies we've watched. So yeah, I mean, it's basically fast spent the entire movie. You know, Tilda Swinton, the lawyer, they only get a couple of minutes to shine and they did great. But yeah, plot wise, I mean, no, this wasn't like, a, you know, a masterpiece. It wasn't Shawshank Redemption. I think to connect to a point we were talking about before, like Robbie, you bring up a good point with um, like when movies try to make it where someone fucks up and they get killed or someone they care about gets killed. And then it's like, Oh my God, like, and whatever, there's such a fine line. I feel like movies have to follow where, you know, you're looking at the human condition and like it, it, it could come off as super cheesy because it's like, they're trying to get you to feel something by doing whatever that is. Or in this case where it's like, you're kind of just like, almost ignoring it where it's like is he a sociopath like probably i mean probably um and so like there there is no connection but that's almost the point that you're not supposed to feel a connection to a killer and who else <laughs> are you supposed to feel a connection to like as a as a i mean i don't know if we're normal human beings but non-assassins <laughs> so but, yeah go ahead no because i was thinking like when I was watching this movie, I was having flashbacks to like, just don't be like saving Private Ryan, right? Where they let that soldier go, right? They show empathy to, towards that sh soldier. And then he's the one that winds up, you know, killing Tom Hanks' character. Hanks. So, I mean, that's what I enjoy because like you said, he is an assassin right. and sticks to his code. But that's what I, I loved, you know, you never, like you always were, thinking because i feel like we've been conditioned with movies to be like oh fuck this guy's gonna this guy's gonna go back on his ward and, and save this lady and she's gonna wind up you know fucking stabbing him in the back of the head so she almost i did. enjoyed that yeah um all right i'm sure there'll be plenty more co conversation like that should we get through some plum scores and then we'll talk characters and scenes let's do it does anyone want to go first I'll go first. Um, right. Yeah, I was, like I said, in the beginning, I, when I was watching, I'm like, man, this is going to be one of them fucking just slow pace type Fincher movies. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I was like, damn it. And I was like, why did I waste my time watching this? But then it picked up and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, 
you know, the chase scenes that, you know, the way, it, the way that it moved from like city to city. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the little subtle humor that Fassbender's character had in it. That was, that was cool. Even though he was a psychopath, he did have some funny moments. <clears throat> like I said, is it, is it my favorite Fincher movie? No. Is it in the top five? I don't even think I've seen five, but I don't know. Probably not. Um, I debated. I didn't want to go too high, but I didn't want to go too low. So I decided on an 8.2. I'll go next. Um, yeah, no, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, but when it came to giving it a score, we, you know, we say we try not to really compare it to the other movies that we've seen. But again, it's hard. And I enjoyed it, but I'm not like running to tell people, oh, you got to go watch this movie. Um, so I, I did go kind of low just because I, I thought that there's going to be so many other movies between this and things that I gave high scores to that we're going to watch. So I went kind of low. I went 6.8 just because I thought it was a solid movie. Again, like kind of middle of the road for me, but it was better than probably a lot of stuff that's out there hopefully better than some of the things we we end up watching um but yeah i don't want to go too nuts with the score just because i i don't feel like it changed the way i watch movies or had like this grand point it was just kind of like a fun ride um so yeah don't want to go too high i feel like that's kind of low might be one of the lowest scores i gave but uh it doesn't mean it's a necessarily a bad thing no, still passing score. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that same realm, Benny. Like, I don't care if I ever watch it again. Um, I'm definitely not. I wouldn't tell people not to watch it, but I would wouldn't be like, oh, you got to watch it. It's so good. I'd be like, yeah, if you got a lazy Sunday and you want to just kind of see a movie about a assassin, it's pretty decent. So I gave it a 6.7. Decent movie. Again, I didn't love it. Don't care if I watch it again. But there's things about it that were good. Yeah, I think it's like a a fun movie to talk about. But I'm not I'm not rushing to give it any like uh, awards, like I said earlier. Yeah, I agree with you again, because we've talked about it as ad nauseum, like there's probably there's so many movies that we'll probably watch or that just in general thinking about like that are better than this movie, but it's not like a 9.4, like some classic movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like in that realm, like the nines and, and tens and whatever. So I, I feel like even like we're, I, I'm not scared, but like, I'm kind of like, I don't want to dip below like six point like low sixes because i feel like it's like all right that that's really bad but it's out of 10 like even a 5.8 is like still a watchable crappy movie um but uh, we haven't gotten there yet so we'll see what what happens i i feel like my line of i don't like this this is a bad movie for me is like 4.9 like yeah. anything below that, then it's like that was a bad movie. Like anything over five is like I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Um, 
so going, you know, a point and and almost two full points over that, it means to me, it means I enjoyed it. Agree. Same. Robbie, do you do you want to yell at us at all or should we move on? No. It is what it is. <laughs> I know. It's not some great movie, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Congratulations to the both of you. I don't like I I don't know. I I guess I'm just a a bitch sometimes. Um no. I feel like my sevens are I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um and as my six is a probably something that I think was is something I don't enjoy. Um but yeah, I guess everybody has a different scale. Uh <clears throat> but yeah, like you said, I'm not running out and you know running on the southern state and saying stop the stop the presses, you know. <laughs> Guys, see here. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Say that, Jack. Yeah, why don't you go see this new movie, this new Fincher movie? But no, um, yeah, it's a good movie. It's okay. But Fastbender is the best. So I I mean He's the best, and I've I've seen one movie of his, so I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. So it is what it is. Uh, he's, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go watch that stupid soccer movie that I see on fucking you know about him that's coming out. I'm never gonna watch that movie. So it is what it is. Is that the Taika Waititi one? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm it's called like that. Last Man In or something. Let's go fucking bend it like like fucking Deckham. <laughs> um. No, he's in. I mean, I'm trying to see quick, like what he. I know you're probably not going to watch it because you're not super into that. But he was in a couple X Men movies, and he was really okay. good as Magneto. I like. I he was like the hot one of the highlights of the movie. In the movies were decent, like better than average, but not. Some of them weren't amazing, but um, was he in like Rush or Ford vs Ferrari or something like that or something similar? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Oh no, I don't know why I made that connection, but he was in that um, Steve Jobs movie. Yes, he played Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. Who directed that? I don't know, but it was again another one of those dueling movies where like two movies come out like around the same time about like a very similar thing. Because there was that Ashton Ashton Kutcher Steve Jobs movie as well. Yeah, this uh, this one was directed by Danny Boyle, who did a number of very good movies, um, and written by Aaron Sorkin, who we visited that, last yeah. week. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think that the Ashton Kutcher one was kind of a fluff piece, and the Fastbender one was a little bit more like this is kind of what really happened, and and didn't like necessarily make Steve Jobs look like a god. Agree. Kind of made him look like an asshole. Yeah. Um, the other movie he was in that I just want to shout out quick is a movie called Frank. Um, and it's fucking weird. I don't think anyone else will like it, but he basically <laughs> he plays this dude that wears one of those big like mascot heads all the time. It's fucking <laughs> wild. But whatever, I liked it. I like weird shit. Um should we he do goes, go ahead? He goes full front in, in a movie. I don't know which one it is, but he goes full Does frontal. It? I mean, Please, I'm, I'm gonna hop off the call now and go watch it. Yeah. Do some, let's just say he's let's just say he's uh he's packing some meat. He's confident. <laughs> Plus he's married to an absolute fox anyway, too. Really? Who's he married to? Uh Alicia Vikander. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you ever seen Ex Machina. Oh yeah, I've seen that. 
Yes, she is attractive. Good for him. The Benda. The Benda. Um, so you guys want to do scenes or characters? Do you want to do look, characters just because like it's not much there? Yeah, it's very light. Yeah, sure. Let's do we'll do we'll do favorite characters and then scrape the bottom of the barrel for least favorite because there's only like five characters in the movie. Yeah. Robbie, why don't you go first? Yeah, go ahead. You sure? I mean, I, I feel like I've been getting the pick out of litter. You deserve it, buddy. All right. Um, I guess I'll go with uh, Michael Fassbender as the killer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. How'd you know that I was going to pick that? <laughs> uh, uh, you stole ours. Very light part for Fassbender. Uh, maybe <laughs> Blinking, maybe you miss him. A couple of, yeah, you blink and you miss him. He's in one scene at the... Uh, at the bar table, and he uh, orders a gla- uh, <laughs> three glasses, and he gives us himself up. But uh, no, I mean it's Fassbender. The guy's a fox, like I said today. I mean the guy, the, he's an extra value meal in this movie. He <laughs> uh, very limber. Uh, yeah, I mean those push-ups would have destroyed my shoulders completely yep. off the bone. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> He was the movie. I, I just loved everything about his character. Like I said, it's not. I'm not going into some extreme detail, but yeah, I just loved his stoic type personality and the way he carried himself in this movie. You know, you get the you get his inner monologue. You understand who he is. I think he played it. I think he played it very well. Just a, a stone cold assassin. I think that's kind of what you want out of out of an assassin character. No empathy. You know, didn't show rarely any emotion maybe until the end of the movie but he had a job to do he did it he fucked up in the beginning and he went on a little little revenge spree and i mean how many aliases i mean the the man was george jefferson i mean who, what's yeah. better than that i mean how many I'm aliases long yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had all these fantastic uh 70s and 80s uh you know tv character names so yeah i love that i That's mean a, one thing i was kind of like nobody picks up on this like and there was a number of things uh, we'll talk about it later uh, just a number of things that i was kind of like <laughs> all right like come on that that's ridiculous Ye- like no one's gonna see him parked in this car for fucking 12 hours right outside of people's house like yeah with that i i think with the with the names i think that they're like because i don't think i forget if it was aya or it was kenny that i i brought that up to and you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that. And I wonder if those characters are so old at this point. Like, who knows who Felix Unger is? Who know? You know, like, who knows? I think one of them was like uh, the dad from the Partridge family. Yep. Or uh, I got Richie them all Con- right here. You want them? Yeah, go ahead. Felix Unger, odd Archibald Bunk, odd couple, Archibald Bunker, uh, oh. all in the family. Archie, <laughs> Oscar Madison. Was the other odd couple correct? Howard Cunningham, uh, Richie Cunningham's dad. Yup. Reuben Kincaid. That was the Partridge Family one, right? Correct. Lou Grant. That one I didn't know. Mary Tyler Moore slash he had his own spinoff called the Lou Grant Show, um, or just Lou Grant. Sam Malone. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Um, George Jefferson, we know, and Robert Hartley. That was Newhart, right? Yeah, Bob Newhart. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, pretty good, Benny. Thanks. You watch oh, that's, that's, Nick at night. That's huh? what I'm saying. Like, that's the shit that I know for some reason. <laughs> like, those were the things I was watching, like with my grandma back in the day, like happy days and shit like that. So well, I feel like um I could use a maybe a Blanche. That would have been a nice little name if he <laughs> Blanche Deborah. Yeah, but I feel like what you said, Ben, I feel like it's just a, a subtle shot at maybe today's generation not knowing anything about the past. So maybe that was it. But yeah. Bef- before I be- go ahead. No, no, I was I was gonna finish. Fastbender as the killer is my favorite character. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Before I, I give my pick for surprise, that. Surprise. I, <laughs> I wonder if this is gonna be like another fight club where like people yes. are like, oh, that's so me. Like I, uh <laughs> the incels are just drooling over this fucking guy. And that's kind of what I like about the Fincher movies too, is like it like you you don't even realize that he's like taking shots at people for being the way that they are and people adopt them like like i did with fight club um i was originally going to break the rule um i think robbie hit all the points so i'll leave the killer at that and you know i was also going to pick somebody else but i'm going to go with the lawyer charles parnell and for for an interesting reason and it's because i like the way that he died and not like oh he got the nails to the chest but like it was a believable death and you know we there's so many deaths in movies and tv shows and video games that are just so ridiculous um it felt real when he died uh i also loved his just his demeanor like as he was trying to negotiate with the killer and like understanding who he was understanding that i'm probably fucked so i'm not going to freak out i'm just going to try to do this calmly um so for a short role i thought it was not only a cool scene, but I just like the way that he handled the role. Got shot with yellow nine inch nails. Oh, get it. Uh, I see, what he, see what they did there. He was good. He's good, man. I, I enjoyed him. He he was in Barry. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. But I've, I what I found so funny is that, you know, when he shot him with the nails, he thought he had like more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just like instantly died. He's like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> He's like, uh, male, one hundred and ninety pounds. Blah, blah blah. Should be six, seven minutes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah, it felt like he <clears throat> was in a number of. Uh, obviously, in the beginning, when he fucks up the shot uh, with the first with the target, um, there was like a number of things where it was like he was so sure of himself with something, and he just like kind of fucked up a little like like it, he he was a v- obviously a very good assassin because he killed all these people but just like any other person like you're gonna fuck up so it's not like he was he wasn't infallible which i kind of like that um although he was in some ways kind of superhuman-esque yeah. like you know n- <clears throat> any normal person's not gonna be able to do some of the things he did like get fucking obliterated by an uppercut from Roman Reigns. <laughs> the Superman. Well, if he used the Superman punch on him, he would have been done. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, the other thing I saw someone bring up too was, do you think that was he infallible or is that like just his ego where he like thinks that he's this like infallible killer and, you know, we kind of see 
that he's not. And he is prone to making little mistakes here and there. But I mean, again, you go to the other side of that where he says that, you know, Ted Williams batted 344. I, besides the one person that died of a heart attack, I'm batting a thousand. So maybe not. And that's why we got this, this movie. Yeah. Is it maybe like you brought it up before, like almost another dig at that teen to young twenties male culture where they think, you know, and we, we were guilty of this as well at that age, but like, think you're again, infallible and you're right. Everything you do and say is right, but you're not. Um, maybe that was kind of another dig at that yeah, mindset, I guess the ego, I don't know. I don't know if we're looking to, or if I'm looking too deep into it, but not that, but I feel like what I feel like he's even, he might even be a hypocrite himself, like Fincher with that, making fun of people and ego. Like I'm sure he has a tremendous ego. He takes all his Netflix money and all his money. So, I mean, (laughs) who is he to say? what the culture is and what it is. I, I get where he's coming from. And maybe that's the point too. He's like, he, he knows who he is and he, and he is what he is. And he does, you know, make these movies and take these big checks, but he can also poke fun at, at society as a whole. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can make all the comments you want about how corporations are fucking up our world and stuff like that. But you go and take millions of dollars from a corporation. So like, and then the you have Amazon, McDonald's, like all these things sprinkled yeah, in Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I felt like there was like a little bit of Fight Club type of like commentary with all these things. But again, yeah, Robbie you might be right. Whereas like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you can take all this money, but then you're poking fun. But then I don't know. who's to, Who am I to fucking say? Like, I'd probably <laughs> take that money too. Hell yeah. Oh, I would definitely take that money. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's, if you're listening. Yeah. Sponsor the pot. I'll eat all the breadless egg sandwiches you want me to. I kind of thought that was a good idea. Yeah. It is, right? I was like, you protein. know, what? that's not a bad. I'm going to go. That's what I'm going to do for now if I'm hungry in a, in a bind. Yeah. The boy loves his protein. He's eating uh, the hard boiled eggs. Guy knows what to do. Can't have the carbs weighing you down when you're on a mission. No way. Your fucking heart rate goes to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my favorite character was the expert Tilda Swinton, and just because I don't know, I just like her, and pretty much she's good. I I just like her, like how she speaks, um, and like how she acts in so many of these movies. It's she very elegant. She does. She's very commanding and very elegant, but can play the like psychopath or quiet psychopath very well. So I really like that about her. She's she's awesome in like almost everything she's in. So I I was probably I might have picked her even if I went first. I I mean Fastbender obviously is the star of this movie, but I do really like Tilda Swinton. Yeah, she's, that was she's like a weirdo, but movie. I like her. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? She was she was far and away the best actor in the movie. Right. Agree. Did you guys think, and I don't know if we'll get into this with the scenes, did you think that during that whole scene she was going to fu- like fuck him up? Like like she was almost like giving codes to the wait staff or like his drink was going to be poisoned or like some wild shit was going to happen because the entire time I was like that was a code. Oh, ice cream in the back? <laughs> He's fucking dead. <laughs> I just thought I just thought that she was going to make him slip up by talking and getting in his head. Cause there was some points where I'm like, Oh fuck, she's 
a hundred percent in his head right now, and he's gonna slip up and and uh and make a mistake. But that's what I might do next time when I'm out of Benny. I might make a time I slip on the ice and just fucking gut him <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the tummy. <laughs> Please, like I would fucking offer to help you up. Come on. <laughs> Can we get a pl- a quick plum rating on her joke? I liked it. It was pretty funny. I'll give it 8.3. Yeah, I thought I'd give it a 9.1. Oh, that's the, pretty high. It's a good joke. Uh, the joke good. about the bear. The bear and the hunter. Oh, I'm not zoning out. That's when okay. he 7.6. <laughs> <laughs> the bear fucking the hunter. You don't remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't mind. 7.7. <laughs> seven, seven. <laughs> Uh, does anyone have? Are there any Ani mentions before we move on for favorite characters? Yeah, let's move on. I just quick shout out to Dolores. Okay, yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I go with the uh, I go with the trainer at Balenci Equinox, Valley yeah. Equinox. I thought he was fantastic on um, jump roping. <laughs> so shout out to him. Good job. Um, all right, least favorite characters. Oh, I went last, so I go first. Yeah. I'm gonna uh what what do they call them in this movie? Uh ba-ba-ba. I believe they called him the client, the fucking rich guy, the billionaire. Fuck him. Oh, I had him down as bit I had him down as Biff Bezos. <laughs> Good one. That's my least favorite character. <laughs> um yeah, he fuck fuck it. Like he's just I mean, I we didn't get a reason for him wanting that other guy dead, right? There was no there was no explanation given. You're just assuming it was maybe business related or something, right? Yeah, you didn't get the reason. Okay. But yeah, just it's just typical billionaire. Yeah, just yeah, clean it up for me. I don't care what happens. And my favorite one of my favorite parts of this movie is the fact that Fastbender actually doesn't kill him, which would have been too easy. He just instilled the fact that no matter like how easy it was to get in there and that he would fuck with his shit, like put a radioactive material on his coffee mug or, you know, a, be able to just so like the maybe the rest of that guy's life. He's going to be checking every fucking thing. Yeah, looking he's over his shoulder. Yeah. Paper cups and paper plates and like disposable everything because he's just not going to he's not going to trust anything. So that might be worse than death. Maybe. So the reason that he didn't kill him, I don't know if it was just like, he talked his way out of it by being like, I didn't know what the fuck that meant by like, I'll clean it up. Or he did notice that he got seen on camera. Yes. And he made that comment before he went in the first time being like, Oh, well, you know what? He couldn't have talked himself out of it. Cause he never bought. He didn't have bullets for the gun. Yeah. And but and then the other thing was he made that comment like, you know, if I kill this person, there's going to be cops like nonstop trying to figure out what this was. So, yeah, I feel like it was just never obviously never in the cards to actually kill him. So and, and I think that was like almost a commentary on like all these other people can die. But if you have any type of notoriety, like, yeah. You're safe. And we see that like now with politics and, you know, people getting charged with crimes. Like it's always the little guys that get rolled up and it's never, you know, the the big dog. 
not Roman Reigns. No point. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. uh, my my least favorite character, man. I'm really like grasping at straws with this one because there's like we've covered literally everybody in the movie, and I'm not going to pick Dolores. So I'll just say Roman Reigns because we didn't really get anything out of him. Um, and he got the shit beaten out of him, even though he was much bigger than Fastbender. So I, I guess you suck. That's it. All right. <laughs> well, if you don't know anything about me, you know, I don't like certain things in life. So my least favorite character is Roman Reigns' dog. I fucking <laughs> hated that dog. I hate when dogs bark excessively for no reason. I mean, I know Fastbender was there and he was guarding the house, but yeah. Um, Roman Reigns' dog was very annoying, and the way he was barking annoyed me, and I wanted to mute my television and uh, and shut him up. So, yeah, Roman Reigns' his dog, um, my least favorite character in the movie. On a scale of zero to ten plums, how terrified were you when he busted through the glass? Uh, nine and a half plums. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was insane. He's on steroids. Yeah. Also, like, Fassbender, like... You you reaching the house with that Molotov cocktail, that old E. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. right through, perfect shot right through the glass. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did I did I mentioned it before, but like he did lose the fight, but that was such a cool fight the way it was choreographed, like how they went all over the house and like would you know, certain things would get it incorporated, like pushing the couch against them. Let's just say let's just say shit. don't don't talk about it too much yet. Okay. <laughs> that's true yeah i should shut up yeah we're... so who wants to talk about favorite scenes who wants to go first i'll go first go first yeah, so go you first. can talk go first about you can sit, talk about that scene but i got i mean there's like three or four top scenes but yeah uh fight scene um for me just awesome i loved the fact that like you could never fully see them but you could see everything that was happening. And, you know, obviously in a scene like that, where they're obviously not fighting, it just makes it look more real. Um, but yeah, Ryan, uh, just pushing the couch the way, you know, the whole, he falls into the table and it gets fucking jammed in, uh, into his back and he pulls it out and the blood dripping as he's going after Fassbender. And, you know, I forget who Robbie mentioned Barry before with Charles, um, uh, Charles Parnell, but that scene reminded me of the fight scene in Barry. Do you remember the one I'm talking about, Robbie? Yeah. That's season what, two. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. It was just the big versus small guy um, and just complete fucking mayhem. Like you said, Ryan, through every single room of the house, the bong fucking smashing it over his head, every single glass that got broken, the holes that got put in the wall. Just awesome. I, I thought it was the best part of the movie by far. I mean, there are other scenes that I really liked, but wow. Like, I, I just thought that that was, that's one of those scenes in a movie where you're like, okay, this was worth my time because, right. because of that scene. Um, so yeah, I mean, Robbie, Ryan, do you guys want anything on to, to that scene? Because, you know, I just thought it was great. I mean, no joke. I thought that was one of the best fights I've ever watched on film. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Absolutely brilliantly shot. When he pulled out the fucking cheese grater, I'm like, what's he going to do with the fucking cheese grater? <laughs> I love how he like looked at it too. And he's like, fuck, this is what I grabbed. <laughs> and then he just fucking chucked that. That, that. that gave me a good laugh. But no, I thought that was 
extremely well choreographed and executed brilliantly. And I would just tell people to just watch the movie up until that part, maybe, or even just watch that scene. And then if they want to turn it off, turn it off. It's, it's well worth the 10 minutes it was. Yeah, I feel like that clip is going to get posted on, and it's probably already there, like on YouTube or social media or whatever. And like, be like, look, check out how awesome the scene is. And then people are going to watch the movie and be like, yeah, all right, that scene was awesome. But the rest of the movie, you know, yeah. decent parts, I guess. But no, I, I, I don't think I have anything to add. That was good explanation of of the fight scene by both of you. It was, it was very good. It reminded me of a lot of... um like Jackie Chan fight scenes where he uses his environment around him. Yeah. Um, and just, it like felt like a, other than the surviving again, the humongous uppercut, uh, like it felt like a real fight between two people that like sort of know how to fight. Like it wasn't like, like a crazy martial arts or like almost like superhuman esque things. Um, it was just like a, an awesomely choreographed fight. Um, so yeah, agree. His jaw is a hunt would hundred percent have been broken oh. in real life. <laughs> yeah. oh. teeth, teeth exploded. Out. Yeah. That teeth was a hum- that was a star punch from Punch Out. That was a humongous <laughs> uppercut. Yeah. That that was he's he's drinking more in shores for the rest of his life. <laughs> um Robbie, you want to go next with the favorite team? Sure, I'll go with the um Fastbender uh Tilda Swinton scene um in uh at the re- at the restaurant. First off, the only like honestly, when I had my own house, like it would be milliseconds before I, when I noticed that somebody that wasn't on the block was on the block in the car, just like right? not and if for him to be there for like 15 hours, I'm I'm calling the police. I'm looking through the window. I'm saying, get get off my fucking property. What are you doing here? Especially in the suburbs it, of New York City. So it was probably Long Island, Westchester, Jersey. Those people have nothing else to do than look out their windows at who's parked in the street. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that was crazy. But I just love the, uh, I mean, was it back and forth between them two? I mean, Tilda Swinton was, was uh, the one kind of, you know, dominating that scene. But I just love the kind of cat and mouse like that was going on. I'm, I mean, I'm sure she knew hundred percent knew that she was going to die, but it also put a little doubt in your head to the point where you thought that, Oh my God, she's definitely getting inside the killer's head or his mind. And, and he's going to slip up, especially at the, the end when they're walking outside. Like, did I think that she was going to have a knife in her pocket? Obviously not. But I also didn't think that, he was going to go through with shooting her in the head. So I love that scene about that. That That's what, like I said earlier in the show, that's what I loved about this movie. The doubt it kind of put in my head to the fact like, oh my God, he's not living by this code of don't, you know, no empathy. He's going to slip up here. And he didn't. And I was, and I was shocked and surprised. And I was like, thank you. Cause I didn't want to see some bullshit Hollywood fucking, you know, cinema ending where he's like he fucks up and gets shot in the head and dies so i enjoyed that scene what i love too were like the little like she had so many little things that she said that were just like you know not funny but just like thought-provoking where she's like oh 
you know, if I would have known this day was coming when it did, I would have had Hagen dazs with every meal <laughs> and, you know, ordering the, the whiskey and being like, by the time you finish explaining, I might be done with all of them. So <laughs> I don't need the explanation. Uh, yeah, she was just awesome. And, and, and for such a small role to stand out like that is just, you know, it's just a tribute to her, to her as an actress. Also, like, first off, shout out to Hagen dazs Superior Ice Cream. Everybody knows that. Um <laughs> Please sponsor the show. Yeah, please. Oh my god, I'd be fucking like Walter Hudson. Um, the masseuse. Who's getting the massage that long? They fucking a what? Listen, I mean, you got a lot of money. You could pay for like a really, really, really long massage. Also, how much you think that bottle of uh, whiskey was that she that she brought? I was trying to get the label. I wanted to look it up. Definitely a couple hundred at least. She drinks the she good stuff. Pay? Yeah, she knew. I mean, if you knew that you were about to kick the bucket, I mean, give me the good stuff. There's no schlitzy yeah, around here. Well. I also <laughs> love the fact that she had a personal bottle because right. she says, bring out my bottle. Yeah. And they give it to her. That's some real shit right there. Yeah. <clears throat> the other thing, same, similar to being in the car on a side street in the suburbs, firing a gun in the suburbs and he's like not like right by his car. He was ha- would have to climb out of that like ravine and like walk by the restaurant. Like the eighty Nassau police would be there in like four seconds. And they also kind of already were like had an eye on him, right? Because when he you know he goes and sits down, and they come over and ask him if he wants a menu, they they kind of like were looking at him like who the fuck is this guy, right? Yeah, a restaurant like that where people have their own bottles, they know everyone that walks in that place. But you know what a lot of people also say? What? Not my chair, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> so they might have been like, you know what? Hey, fuck it. That's what happened when we went to the, the Four Horsemen. The waitress walked out and she said, Benny, I'm going to bring the bottle. And, he, and <laughs> Benny had his own bottle at the Four Horsemen. That's what you do. Wow. The guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go my favorite scene. I'm going to go with the opening scene. And I think this might have been like like Robbie said. um, And I think a lot of people would think was like pretty mundane and boring. But I actually kind of liked that they made it so boring because like he explained, like this is what this job is. A lot of times is just fucking waiting around. And like, what do you do to try to just pass the time and not fall asleep and not you know, miss your opportunity and whatever. Um, And plus, I mean, seeing his yoga poses made me extremely jealous. I couldn't (laughs) do any of that shit. Right. I was like, man, I can never get that low on a a bend. Yeah. Or like when he had like his one leg behind him, like he was like, like a right angle, that fucking guy. He's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Many ways in one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know no, i i i kind of liked it too just because it was a mix between a lot of like witty stuff but then also like that just blown out ego of like yes preaching and like you know saying all these things like, you know it's like the tyler durden yes. kind of speech where it's like i got this all figured out and then i also like when he was like you know if you can't you know if you're if you 
get bored easily like this is the, not the job for you and then he just immediately falls asleep sitting yeah. up <laughs> so uh I, yeah I, I, maybe the the opening dragged on a little too long but i did kind of enjoy the mundane uh the mundaneness to it and that you know just having that voice over the whole time yeah and i think you were right when you brought up like this is the new uh you know fucking incel dudes uh character that they're going to emulate because of that one speech when he's in the in that beginning and he says my process is purely logistical narrowly focused by design i'm not here to take sides it's not my place to formulate any opinion no one who can afford me needs to waste time winning me to some cause i serve no god or country i fly no flag if i'm effective it's because of one simple fact i don't give a fuck (laughs) <laughs> yeah shut the fuck up and just start shooting yeah you just know that that's gonna be in some in a ton of dudes fucking aim profiles acting like they're edgy uh, you know what it's it's gonna be over like a montage of donald trump like walking around probably. <laughs> like ah <laughs> i thought that what's the name was gonna say it fuck. yeah during his next debate desantis is gonna say that while he's wearing high heels <laughs> his lifts and his cowboy boots um any ani mensches for favorite scenes right everyone went right um my ani mensch is inside of something that i didn't care for but maybe we'll get to that in a little bit um it was the scene between leo and the killer in the car when he shoots him and again that was another one where it was like super tense and then like again to robbie's point we're like all right he's gonna let him go and uh, nope, just fucking shoots him right in the head and just walks away. I thought it was, you know, another one of those tension building scenes and it was pretty good. Yeah, great. I felt bad for Leo. Like he gave him he gave him what he wanted. I mean, I know in his line of work, he can't have witnesses and people know what he looks like and stuff. But come on, Leo. Why'd Leo got to go like that? Yeah, he was just picking up a fare. R.I.P. Young Leo. <laughs> and he stole his stereo. <laughs> um Robbie, any Ani mentions for you? Uh no. Shout out New Orleans. Yeah, One of the always. best cities in America. Love you. Hopefully we'll be back. Yeah. I'm glad it's got I'm glad uh she got her shine. Yeah. So he went to New Orleans, he was in Dominican Republic, he was in Florida and New York. Was there another location? Paris in the beginning of the movie. Yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's good locations. A bathroom in Paris. Yeah, not bad. Got himself um, shaving. <laughs> oh, also, I'm I'm. That's my new move, by the way. A glass on the knob at the hotel, just in case someone wants to fuck around <laughs> uh, and find yeah. out. That is a cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did like that. You never know. So I'm all I'm all about that move, even though. You know, I'm not an assassin, but you just never know. You always got to be on guard. And it's going to accidentally fall off in the middle of the night. <laughs> and you're going to shit yourself and try to jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't do a thing anyway. I just hide under the bed. So. <laughs> um, I, we mentioned it before, but I just really quick want to mention again the scene where the lawyer dies. Um, I really like that a lot as well. Um, yeah, I don't have any really other Ani Manches bunch of good scenes but yeah and the whole Dolores thing 
Yeah, that was pretty. I and, like that. And like all this, all the scenes when he was in his storage lockers and stuff, like that was, yeah, that, those were cool. Like, I liked them. Poor Dolores got the fucking neck slot snap from hell. Oof. <laughs> but hey, her kids get that life insurance. Yeah. So he did he, her solid. He's a killer with a heart, heart of gold. Yeah. Um, all right. Least favorite scenes. You leave oh, us off? it's me, I think. Um, um, I don't know. I guess for lack of a better choice, I'm going to go with the end just because like I kind of I know what they were doing where it was just kind of like, all right, he did what he needed to do and now he's relaxing, whatever. I just I don't know. It just like we talked about it before where it's like we wanted maybe a little more from the relationship between him and the girlfriend or the wife or whatever she is, uh, or just friend, who knows? Um, but then like, why show that scene or like, like why it's almost like she didn't need to exist. Like they, they could have just completely wiped her out of the movie and it would have been exactly the same. They could have went to his house and fucked his house up and he would have known, all right, they know where I live. They're coming to get me. I better go on the offensive and go, you know, fuck with these people. But they just kind of like threw this girl in. So he had some agency, but he probably would have done the same shit if they like broke his mirror or like ruined his Smith tapes or something. And and it kind of makes you think, too, like, is this guy capable of loving anybody? Like, I think Robbie mentioned before, like, is he a sociopath? Like, probably. Um, But maybe it's a cover i i don't know but yeah i kind of agree with you there yeah um for me that's his way to say he can you hear me yeah i can hear maybe that was his way just to say that he loves her by going on a fucking seven state killing spree (laughs) yeah because she knows actually saying instead of actually saying the words yeah yeah because it seems like she knows what he's up to so um some people get engaged some people murder a bunch of people and are we sure. really going to trust a dude with an iPad Nano? What, like, what's the deal? We're not, uh, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't stream. We don't stream anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's see, that was one other non-believable thing. Not even the iPad Touch, because I can fuck with that. Because you don't need an internet connection. You know, it doesn't, whatever. <laughs> like, if you're trying to not be seen. But this guy came up with how many fucking phones. Every two seconds, he's breaking another phone, and he's got another one just ready to go. And yeah. I don't know, it just seemed like convenient. Uh, for me, my least favorite scene, uh, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think there was like really any wasted movement in the movie at all, which is a good thing. I think that they fell a little um, into the trap of like, uh, oh, poor country, let's put the yellow filter on it. And like, it looks dingy and dirty and, but then yet everybody speaks perfect English in the Dominican Republic. Apparently um, I get that the doctor might, because, you know, she's, she's obviously had like very high level of education, but like the brother speaks perfect English, the cab, the cab driver in the Dominican Republic speaks perfect English, apparently. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's like, obviously it's a movie and you need him to, it's got, you know, you want people to understand what they're saying, but it just felt a little like, all right, well, this is a little too Hollywood for me. I love when movies do like where they start, they start speaking 
whatever language of whatever country that they're in. And then they almost kind of do some kind of visual cue or like something, change a camera angle, and then everyone changes to English. So it's almost like we they're actually speaking yeah. whatever language, but we're going to present it in English because this is an English movie for yeah, American yeah, yeah. audiences. Or I like when when they do that type of shit. Yeah. But that would have been kind of cool, too, for like the killer to speak Spanish because like he's like all around the world doing all these crazy things like it would make sense that he probably knows another language or two. And, you know, it, I don't mind a subtitle in that situation, especially if it's only going to be a couple of scenes. But, you know, again, I really don't think it was that big of a faux pas or like ruin the movie for me, but just something that stuck out to me. Yeah, I, man, if I did. Go ahead, Robbie. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Mind. I was just going to complain really quick about subtitles. Because I always watch with subtitles because I'm fucking old and I have a kid who would wake up if I raised the volume above three. So <clears throat> when there's subtitles and then they speak a language other than English or a language other than the movie is presented in and there's no fucking subtitles of what they're saying. It just says speaking Spanish in parentheses. Or something (laughs) like speaking foreign language. It's like, you motherfuckers. Seriously? (laughs) Why are you trying to hide what they're saying? I hate that shit. Sorry. Go ahead, Robbie. Benny, if I I thought, you know, your racist rant on a tournament (laughs) couldn't be topped, but let's just say. How is that racist? I want them to have actual representation. You totally redeem yourself. No, I'm just okay. Kidding. Good. <laughs> I just wanted. To, I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, just joking. I don't want to get canceled. That was just my joke. Um, I talked about it in the beginning. Um, my my least. It's not my least favorite because I didn't really have a least favorite scene. I thought. I thought you know this. The movie didn't have anything that I hated. I just could have used um a little less. Uh, in the beginning, he could have uh kind of tone that down a couple minutes of you know the backstory of him waiting to to meet somebody but i understand it built attention it, it showed you like we said it showed you who he was and the type of person that he is and how he thinks and how he acts and how self-righteous he is meanwhile he's a fucking assassin um but yeah that was really it i didn't really have anything crazy to to pick on obviously you can nitpick some things like him buying stuff with the credit card but it's not really him or buying stuff off amazon uh other than that you know that that guy the the gym janitor is not going to feel that thing his his little fucking whatever that it was a little keypad thing just get ripped apart but that's a movie and he's an assassin but this is me just nitpicking that stupid shit yeah okay any any mentions on any least favorite scenes not nothing all right should we move on and make it better make it better please all right any ideas i mean as usual with three dumb idiots how how could we possibly know how to make something better (laughs) but let's give our thoughts anyway anyone want to go first i mean the just the things that i mentioned like i i wish there was a little bit more driving force behind like the spree, but you know, again, there's probably enough there. Just the fact that he fucked up and, you know, they put a hit on him or his, and his, his girlfriend got messed up, but you know, nothing too 
nothing too crazy. That was just it for me. You know, I think we kind of went over it a little bit a couple times during this, so don't want to beat a dead horse on it, but you know, that's it for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that and I don't know how to make it better in my opinion. Uh, like, like how would I make it better for me? I, I have no idea, honestly. Um, cause I think Robbie's right here. Like it's not about the girlfriend and it shouldn't be. And like I said before, we, you could just remove her and it'd be basically the same exact movie. Um, so I don't know what they could have really done to make me more invested again. Maybe it would have been some kind of, um, setback or in, like he was injured or like so- something. I-, I don't know. Um, but I think that was the point of the movie. So, which is fine. And it's okay if I didn't like that, that that was the point that the point is just like, he fucked up. He feels his ego is bruised. He's potentially in danger from these people trying to kill him and or his uh, girlfriend slash friend or whatever. Um, but I don't have to like the point. So I don't know what would have made it better for me, but something. Um, whatever. Yeah, you don't have to like it. Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't have to like it. You, could, no, of you wanted not. more of a, a plot and, and something like that. I mean, opinion. I'm you a softie in my taxes, old age. Right? I do pay my taxes. I'm an American. I deserve yeah. to be entertained. And like we always say, freedom it's not free. isn't free. <laughs> so uh, not anymore. No. Uh, one way to make this movie better, put me in it. Yes. As a FedEx guy. Yes. <laughs> Why not? That's, a, that's the way to make it better. Put me in as a FedEx driver and uh, I would stop the killer in a second. Um, I would sniff him out in the elevator. I would uh, judo chop him, and I would knock him out. Um, no, make it better. No, I, I, I liked it as is. I, I, I keep on driving the point home that he stuck to the code and he didn't show empathy because I really enjoyed that a lot. I didn't want to see him slip up because that's not the type of person he does fuck up and he's not perfect. But that's not what this movie was about. And I'm glad it stayed like that because I really would have hated it if he did wind up dying or fucked up because he slipped up. I don't like things like that. And I sometimes I feel like it's unrealistic because people like that really wouldn't slip up because you had to be a certain type of person to kill people and to be an assassin and to be that type of person. And they usually don't feel empathy. So that's why I liked it. And I, and I really wouldn't change anything about that specific aspect. Yeah, and, and I love that point, too, because I feel like every time those moments came up in the movie and he didn't do the thing that, you know, didn't break his code, maybe I wasn't thinking of it to bring it up on the podcast, but I did enjoy that. And I like that about him. And it, it's just against the trope of like every other movie where like, oh, the killer finds a heart and it like right. that becomes the reason that the day gets saved. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's a great point. Um, and I love that you, you know, you brought it up. That's what's so yeah, hard was, about the, go ahead, Robbie. Sorry. No, quickly. It was just, I found myself multiple times in multiple scenes where he was put to that kind of test with empathy, where I was like, in my head, I'm like, thank God. I'm like, thank God. He, he just isn't a complete psychopath and doesn't care. Cause I would be, like I said, I would be so pissed and I was just so happy. I didn't go to that point. 
Right. And like before I said, like, I want something to connect to. I want something more for me to root for or whatever. But like, there's also the issue of doing that too much where the the killer who you make the protagonist and you make that everyone loves and likes, like saves a kid or have, finds a heart or like whatever. And sometimes that comes off as fucking lame and cheesy. But then on this way, it's like, ah, but I want a little more of that. So it's, you know, it's hard. It's, you know, like I feel bad. We've said it before. Like you feel bad, like complaining or trashing like someone's work of art. Um, But that's just how I feel. But it's hard to explain what I really want here. So is it more on it's more on me maybe than it is on the movie itself? I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like deep down inside, you really want to be a stone cold assassin, but it you can't. It doesn't come out of you, yeah. so that's why you feel that way. But like, I think maybe give it a couple more years, and I think you might be a stone cold assassin. So <laughs> just let life play out a little bit. All right. Thank you for your vote of confidence, Robbie. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we've we been together for so long. Yeah, we've been together for so many, you know, so many weeks now. I I could see, I could see that killer instinct in you. There is there is a a deep hidden sociopath within me. Like <laughs> I keep it down with feelings and, and emotions. <laughs> I love that about you. Yeah. Um. Speaking of feelings and emotions, I have some feelings and emotions about our next game because we're going to cast a handsome delicious Matt Damon in a role maybe that exists or maybe that doesn't exist so should we play the game of working overtime with Matt Damon (laughs) (laughs) oh I would hope Matt Damon comes on the show one day oh my god imagine Uh, please he lives in Brooklyn maybe we'll find him this week does he yeah yeah um, give me a lean, mean, uh, transitioning queen as uh, Matt Damon as Dolores. Nice. With shades of his character from The Departed, where he had an outward tough guy um, appearance. But as soon as shit hit the fan, he was a little bitch. And he would have been cowering in the corner, uh, trying to end his life with a, with a bunch of zanny bars. So yeah, give me him as Dolores because uh, I feel like he could have did a great job with that role and just been a little bitch cowering in the corner. <laughs> Robbie, you want to go? Yeah, give me a young, middle-aged. That's not really young, so forget it. No, give me a young. young <laughs> yeah, give me a young, adolescent, lean, mean, virile, muscles everywhere. Matt Damon looking like talented Mr. Ripley shredded in a speedo on the beach. Can be Matt Damon as a dominatrix. I mean, <laughs> imagine seeing Matt Damon in leather, prancing around, stretching, you know, working those thighs, his tush in that leather. Or was it pleather? Who knows? <laughs> but I would just love to have seen Matt Damon play that part. I mean, it's a short part. He does get killed, which is, you know, rest in peace. We've seen him get killed in a few movies. But yeah, give me Matt Damon as a fucking as a dominatrix. Imagine him in that leather suit looking like, you know, a young, lean Andre the Giant. So uh <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, getting my Damon as a dominatrix, it would have really spiced this movie up a little bit. Maybe had maybe you know had some feelings because I didn't have any feelings in this movie. For the first time ever, we are all three of us casting Matt Damon in a female role because <laughs> give me a young, chiseled, muscular Matt Damon as the killer's girlfriend or killer's wife or whatever. Now that would be worth now going on a spree for. <laughs> Listen, Matt Damon waiting for me at home. I'll kill everybody in every state, everywhere. <laughs> So give me that. That would have really made me love this movie more because I would have known that Fastbender just needed to get home to Matt Damon for some some movie time and cuddles. No plot needed. You just left the trail of dead behind you. That's it. <laughs> um, anything else that we need to say about The Killer? I'm glad we watched the new movie, finally. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I was gl- I was glad to watch something new. I was glad to uh, to step out of our comfort zone a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, this was fun. I'd like to do it again. Hopefully, there's you know something else coming up in the next few months that we could do this with. Yeah, great. Be nice. I mean, I'd love to let the boys watch at the movies one day, but I don't know. We'd have to all decide on a movie and figure that out make it happen yeah yeah um all right anything else from you robbie no i was i was glad we watched a movie that none of us have seen uh it was nice yeah it was good um i just would love for something new to just blow my blow my balls completely off my body and leave them leave them in like fucking you know saint james or something i just i'm really i just really fucking i don't know what's going on the most of the times where my balls have blown off has been you know tv shows that i watch right i mean like we said but like you said before i don't know something different maybe it's just everybody's taking a big paycheck and not bringing their a game maybe but yeah i agree it's been a while since a movie's really blown my plums off um maybe i don't even know Maybe you could watch some more David Fincher movies because I know you said you only have seen Gone Girl, Fight Club, now this, um, Social Network, obviously. But um, what's another good movie that he did? Uh, I've seen Zodiac. Zodiac was very Zodiac, good. that was good. The Game is pretty good with Michael Douglas. I heard that. that. Good one. Seven, obviously. I mean, you've never seen Seven. You should watch Seven. Maybe we should watch Seven. That's a fantastic film. I do know what happens at the end, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then it'll get ruined. Like, yeah, uh, a few good men got ruined for me last week. Eh, whatever. Eh, what's in the box? <laughs> it's in the box. Um. All right. Well, like we said at the beginning, please let us know if we completely missed the point of this movie um, or if we nailed it like the killer nailed uh the lawyer's chest um or anything else you know we have a bunch of episodes previous to this so listen to one of those bring up something from our past week's episodes um let us know if there's movies that you want us to watch remember christmas season is coming 
we're definitely going to do some Christmas movies. So if you have your favorites, let us know. Um, or just let us know we're stupid. Either way, we love hearing from you. Thank you for the support. I can't watch. Go ahead. I can't watch Home Alone 2. Why not? Because Trump's in it. <laughs> not okay. You can fast forward. <laughs> right down there. Right down the, down the <laughs> hall to the left. <laughs> it's me, the father. <laughs> I'll say it right now, and I'll say it every every Christmas. Home Alone 2, better than one. I think I agree. Lost in New York. It's fucking fantastic. Anyway, thank you for the support. We love you. Robbie, tell him good night. Good night to the killer. Forbid empathy. Empathy is weakness. And weakness is vulnerability. <laughs> you beat the wrong house, motherfucker. <laughs> Acknowledge me. <laughs> they really should have casted Roman, right? They really oh, should have. <laughs> I was so disappointed when I found out it wasn't him. <laughs> Ah... Uh...